0: I write that, I write that down for me, say
1: down write that down for me, down. Hello from Burbank, California Thank you for joining us once again Another episode of Write That Down this week On the Fight Game Media Network I'm Justin Nipra, I for FightGameMedia.com I write on WrestlingObserver.com I also work for Pro Wrestling No One Cyber Fight And this week I'm back Again With Japan's leading Pro Wrestling author, and sociologist, and historian, broadcast journalist, all-around fantastic fellow, Mr. Fumi Saito. This week, finally, we got to cover Kenta Kobashi. We went over his entire career, talked about his struggles early on, fitting in with such a packed roster filled with wrestlers who had Prestigious amateur wrestling backgrounds, sumo backgrounds, whereas Kobashi would come in to All Japan Pro Wrestling purely out of passion for pro wrestling. I think he's arguably pro wrestling's best babyface of all time. There's an argument to be made for sure, but if you've been listening to the show for a while, This one's been a long time coming and it was fun to do, so enjoy it like we did. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network podcast feed on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you usually listen to your podcasts, because it helps us out very much. Without further ado, oh and Happy Thanksgiving everybody. Before we get started, enjoy this over your break. But yeah, let's get into it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Kenta Day. Okay, so today, Kenta Kobashi, I mean, we're trying to, if you had to rank him among the four of the top four from that All Japan we were talking about, it's hard to rank him and compare him with Misawa and Kawada because of his background. That's one of the first things you have to factor in when you're, Comparing him with
0: the others from old Japan at that time, yeah. Misawa, the high school champion, Kawada, high school champion, and of course, Akira Tau-e, uh as a, a, as tamakirin that uh, big time sumo wrestler, mm. and and uh, even Kikuchi, Kikuchi, he was high school amateur champion. Mm. Yeah, but, and later Akiyama Jun Akiyama was like college that. champion.
1: Yeah, so he he. Even though he was a big, athletic, good looking guy who wanted to wrestle, he didn't have the, I guess, the
0: exact background they were looking for. What Baba was looking for. Yeah. Hmm. Same story with people like, you know, Yoshinari Ogawa. Mm-hmm. You know, he played baseball and he realized that first year in, Bob, Mr. and Mrs. Baba would pick who's going to be starting and who's not going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. like devastating for rookie to look at. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, Oh wow! I I'm gonna be around, but they're not gonna push me, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. So uh, against all odds, yes, Kenta Kobashi became much much bigger star than than the company expected. Mm-hmm. That and this is a real big success story right there. He and also, to, he had to fight yeah.
1: a lot more
0: than yeah. I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. And also, we talk about big four. Well, we can go through that you know, four pillars of heaven story, too. But the stenno is Japanese word for it. Four big ones. Shi, four. Ten, heaven. Uh, no is like a king. Uh, so that's how they translate three different kanji and put together the pillar of uh, heaven. Hmm? What was that? Pillar, pillars of heaven? Four, four pillars of Pure heaven. Four
1: pillars point. of heaven, the heavenly
0: kings. Yeah. It's... It's
1: hard to describe if you don't it's about it's rooted Stendo in
0: Shtenno is one word, you know?
1: And yeah. and it's it's from a, a more uh, Asian Buddhist yeah, background. Yeah. So it's like
0: nothing to do with this
1: heaven yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean it's he, uh, it's heaven, but it's not Judeo Christian heaven. It's it's right, right, right. But basically it's, up there, but the, it's more yeah. like if you it's like saying the big four. Big four. Stendo, it's the big four, yeah. And it's, it's a common word, it's not just for wrestling.
0: No, yeah. no, this is a regular term, stenno, four big ones. Yeah. And one word. Just With like three, three musketeers. Buddies. It's it's same yeah. idea. Just musketeers a... like a, we can say three samurai, you know, worked for the castle or something. Sure, know, but the, sure. Yeah, three musketeers is another word that we use a lot. hmm for either three or four, but this is a four big one. And you, you say Misawa, Kawada, Taue, and Kobashi, right? And they were actually like in the same age group besides Kobashi. Taue born 1961, Misawa born 1962, Kawada born 1963. But Kobashi was 1967. So he's like five years younger than other, other guys. Yeah. So he felt that too, when he, when he started. Yeah, it's like his Kenta Kobashi is such a success story. So I, I don't even know where to start. But uh, um, this. Well, is let's talk story. about.
1: Well, let's talk yeah. about when he wrote. We were just talking about it before we started recording. But when yeah. he he wanted to be a pro wrestler, and he yeah. wrote a letter. Or he sent his resume to
0: S- sent his resume and photo to All Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. That he felt that that he thought that. It's how you apply for your job right hmm. sending your bio you know athletic resume and in the photo you know like actually
1: photo. could you explain that a little bit because in japan the resume uh expectations or the the, the template for what you send out what? after college is very it's different than
0: is it, is it common
1: it's a little oh, you bit felt, more you felt what's
0: different unique to japan
1: well you, you it, you're required to put your photo on it, that's one very different
0: Right, that's like a, like almost like a discrimination now, right? mm mm-hmm. Because yeah, so, you don't judge by the look. And it has to be
1: like two or three pages, and it's all about um, having a lot of content on it, a lot of words, a lot of text, beefing yeah, it like up a, as much as you can. Even like
0: a grade, what grade school you went to, and yeah. what year, and what month you graduated from, what junior high, and what high school, and this and that, right? Yeah. And uh, it's
1: often, I mean, when it's just common in Japan, when someone graduates from university, this is what you they apply. do for the first, you know, year or two or even more for some people. You go through this yeah, resume process. a company goes
0: through these paper, bio, then they'll, you know, pick, pick who they want to have job interviews. So mm-hmm. some people are not going to make job interviews even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. It's okay. I didn't realize that you felt it was like a system and the custom was a little bit strange, huh? It's it's more rigid than I think what we're used
1: to over in the states or maybe like on the CV in uh, UK, for example. Oh, okay. okay different, okay. Uh, just a different format. Same idea, yeah, just different. But it's um... a
0: common, you know, common practice and common sense kind of thing that that mm-hmm. uh, young eighteen-year-old Kenta Kobashi. Actually, like a 19, then, because he's right after high school, he didn't think he was big enough, you know, physically. That he started working for this um, big factory called Kyoto Ceramic, Kyocera, Um, you know, big factory worker, and uh, he's, you know, asked the, you know, factory chief or the your your, you know, factory boss that. please buy this all the weight sets and the put up in the roof and then let's start the bodybuilding club, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was the only one pumping iron every night, every night, you know. But uh, he um, he sent this, you know, written form of resume, show thing and uh, photo and uh, apply for like a rookie position, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Just like any other person would apply for a job uh after yeah, graduating yeah. same meaning system. that he had no connection to wrestling like mm-hmm. wrestling people inside the promoter or uh, any wrestler that he knew personally is so he from front door knock 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 knocked the front door that's sending a letter to all japan office in tokyo mm-hmm. and uh a couple weeks later he got the letter back from all japan office he thought it was all right accepted right mm. then he opened the letter saying that uh uh read read your bio not accepted that was the end of it mm. so, what did i do wrong right what did i write wrong or what was wrong with my like personal bio you know he played uh, he was uh, through author's childhood judo and played rugby and after high school he you know spent whole year you know lifting weight and putting on weight and uh, he was all ready to become wrestler. He quit Ky- Kyoto ceramic, and uh, he was ready to come to Japan. You know, not to Japan, but uh, he was ready to come to Tokyo, and to become wrestler. You know, and it wasn't that smooth. So, can you imagine how hard it is to, you know, for, you know, from kind of country boy from like a, outside the Kyoto area, that to call up all Japan office in Tokyo, you know, pick up a phone. It's before a little bit before your cell phone decades before the internet right Mm. and he actually picked up a phone and called all japan office to ask what was the reason that he didn't even make a paper you know the Mm. the bio and uh the person answered the phone said um two reasons that uh you have you don't have very good athlete background Mm. And number two, little bit too old. He was twenty at the time. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like right out of high school, 18, yes. But uh, you don't have very good athletic athletic background, meaning that uh yeah, yeah the the jumbo like a J- giant baba, the, the the former baseball player, major, you know, giants baseball player, jumbo through the nineteen seventy-two Munich Olympic, the Tenru, that the, the Big, you know, sumo star turned wrestler. Um, Misawa, high school champion. Kawada, high school champion. Yeah, you do have, yeah, these, you know, like really, yeah, almost like a pr- premier athletic amateur background, huh? Mm. Especially, right. at especially at the time, especially time, yeah. Late when you 80s. only have like a three or four companies in Japan. Old Japan, New Japan, and UWF Group. And all the top stars had that background for the most part, right? Right, and, and whether it was wrestling, it was, sumo, yeah. right, we thought it was normal. But it was really hard to get into business at the time, huh? Yeah, there was no
1: direct way to get in unless mm-hmm. you knew somebody or related somebody.
0: Yeah, um, but think about like a young sixty, uh, actually fifteen year old Atsushi Onita came right from Kyushu Nagasaki to Baba's office, and he was accepted. Hmm. when he was 15. probably baba looked at it and said you know he, this this kid had something that's a long yeah. trip yeah very long well, trip he, he yeah the 15 year old atsushi onita hitchhiked from narasaki to tokyo that's you know? uh
1: that's pretty um i mean it's
0: that's another story for another right. great, yeah it's his great character another,
1: yeah it's in his character yeah it's r- a far right. he was 15 huh that is not uh i mean nagasaki's an island so i mean it's not easy to get it was not easy to get yeah so
0: it's not one hitchhike it's like days and days right
1: it's that was a hardcore journey by
0: the stood by the freeway or highway and just pointing his thumb up it's like can i get a ride you know Hmm. that's what 15 year old onita did anyhow that the kobashi called his uh you know all japan office is like that's like a big challenge you know picking up a phone you know, speaking professional language, like almost like, may I speak to whom it may concern, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then this person said, you know, you, okay, well, uh, we we do have a paper here that uh, you don't have very good athletic background, and you're a little bit too old to start. Mm -hmm. Ah, What? What? Just just turning 20, you know, and later on, uh, Kobashi himself told me that you know, that the uh, same group of rookie who, you know, started together. There are three wrestlers, Kenta Kobashi and Tsuyoshi Kikuchi and uh, Tatsumi Kitahara, Let alone Koki Kitahara. Hmm. Kikuchi is two years older than Kobashi, and Kitahara was three years older than, than, than Kobashi. It's like a, that doesn't really make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. And, but they uh, had the background they, uh, in, uh, in wrestling, at least uh, Kikuchi did. And also Kitahara was so, okay. instruct, instructor at the Sayama's shooting dojo. Oh, okay. So yeah, he had that's, a, that's a, good background, a striking right? background, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instructor at the Satoru Sayama's Shuto dojo. That was, that's like a guaranteed tough guy, huh?
1: That was also a very big dojo. There were a lot of uh, people that trained there, even if they didn't become fighters. Those classes were with you know, 50, 60 people in them. And the,
0: yeah, then also around the time kitahara must have had had sayama's blessing to be an instructor there hmm. yeah so kobashi didn't
1: have any of this coming into it he had he had nothing uh to taller than either of them he had his own Bigger He had than... his yeah he was a big dude he had his looks he had passion for it but he didn't have the maybe the background they
0: were looking for yeah And then, so he tried a couple times you know to, to, to try to get the more reasons uh, can I speak with somebody that, you know, that, you know, that I can explain this to, or, and uh, and after second in the phone conversation, he was told to come to this middle of nowhere house show in, in, in the the town I've never heard of, you know, that it was during the, during the one tour, you know, that, uh, but Mr. Baba decided to audition you, or at least meet you, you know, and come to this so-and-so prefecture, so-and-so house shows like no TVs, you know, like during the during the long tour. I mean, it's like house shows that nobody comes to. I mean, not I mean people come in locally, but, but uh, you know, you would think you would be auditioned at the Tokyo Korakuen Hall, right? Right. But these shows, they're they're a little bit uh, maybe less energy. Then... Yeah, in the middle of nowhere town, but the one of those night in, like, a, like a house shows during the school nights, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Usually at the recreation center in the town, very bright, not a dark place, but, like, a, you know. Yeah, the existing lights. Mm-hmm. Or or yeah. daylight or whatever.
0: Yeah, but, uh, all right, I'm 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 coming. And it's, like, he took trains and trains and tried to look, you know, like, uh, before Google... Map, right? Mm -hmm. He got to the town, you know, it was like a big test number one. If, all right, I'm not coming to that little town, right? Then that would be the end of it. Mm. Uh, They, you know, the the office tested you that, you know, first that come to this town and that's the only day Baba can meet you. And, uh, he took trains and just looked at the map, and it took the t- another train, and from train, he took bus into this town, and in a small town. But that's where he was gonna meet, you know, meet Mr. Baba in person. Then he made it to town. Then uh, had an audition, you know, like regular audition, like you know, Hindu squats and push up and setups and do, and Baba look at you and say, hmm, hmm, right? Hmm. Then he got okay that day. Hmm. Yeah. This was so, in
1: 1988.
0: Uh, 87. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the spring of 1987. He officially uh, got to all Japan Dojo in June of 1987. And he didn't even have golden rookie debut. He the his first match was December of 1987, the undercard battle royal. Isn't that interesting? He really, he didn't have, a, it's very different
1: from Jumbo Tsuruda's debut, for example. Or Jun Akiyama. Sure. You know?
0: So yeah. he started from the bottom. Oh, pretty much bottom. Right, right. And he was trained under Baba, of course. And when Dory came in, Dory Jr. trained him a little bit. And late Haru Sonoda, the magic dragon, he trained him. And some weeks, uh, Masafuchi trained him. So it's like anybody who was in the ring at the time might train you. You know what I mean? hmm Yeah. So he was really nobody rookie kind of thing, huh? And uh, he lost all of his matches for a couple of years. About a year, yeah. A year or two. like 60
1: matches or something.
0: In a row. Yeah. So he started, but it was relatively quick, because, you know, it takes usually Ten months to a year for all Japan rookie to uh, debut, you know, but uh, he got in dojo June of 1987 and and had a first battle royal match, you know, in December, uh, you know, uh, and and uh, the very official debut match was following February, February 1988 against late Motoshi Okuma, the second match, you know very much undercard, don't you think mm. yeah not the not the exciting
1: part of the show, especially back then. it was just um
0: yeah against forty five year old motoshi okuma,
1: yeah, that was the style though all japan they usually had a pretty um, kind of slower
0: yeah, modest yeah. undercard unless you're a golden rookie huh, mm. Yeah, and uh, it was very interesting uh, old japan dojo tradition that you usually don't have your own tights or ring shoes at the old Japan Dojo this is a big cardboard box that the, that the veteran or experienced wrestler, you know, tossed. you know, this, his old trunks and shoes, uh, I'm not going to use this tights or the you know, knee pad or uh, this ring shoes too old. So I'm not gonna use it somebody can use it, and put them in the box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he found blue trunks and Masafuchi's old ring boots. That's what he wore. The blue trunks was interesting one that it was part of two sets, blue trunks and the blue tights, long tights, blue long tights and blue trunks that the Misawa used only six months in Mexico. Hmm. And he brought it back and he's not going to use it because he was was already Tiger Mask, you know, second Tiger Mask. Yeah, so he had this blue trunks and blue long tights. It was in a box. And he, young Kobashi, 20-year-old Kobashi found this blue trunks. All right, I'm gonna wear this, right? Then there's another, you know, like a beat up ring boots that looks like Masafuchi's old boots. All right, I got the costume. That's like like almost cute, right, in
1: a way. I mean, he really was not granted anything. He wasn't presented anything or handed anything at the start
0: he seems that, that's why that's what made you know kenta kobashi though huh that's I mean, what made not happy happy start you know but uh that's what the old japan because it's almost like a bowling huh a little bit but it's like a discipline discipline in part you know yeah and uh later on that uh you know your character image color will be given and you have certain images you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that uh but he had spent whole year in 1988 undercard, right? And and also Greg Kabuki at the time told Bob, you know, told young Kubashi to go wash Baba's in you know, the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, one night without any formal plan that he became Baba's, you know, guy, you know, to carry his bag, you know? That's a one step forward, huh? That's a big responsibility. I, spe- I mean yeah, he had to carry John Baba's two big suitcase and, and uh, while he's taking shower, he's right outside and what he, you know if Baba wants something you know he probably wash his you know back or like a hand towels or you know what I'm saying. You're almost he's- like their personal assistant. Yeah, like almost like a butler, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was but the same a for a lot of
1: big wrestlers. They had to do the same. like At the time,
0: were... at the time, yes. Even, even yes. like and Okada
1: a... and Ultimo Dragon, same kind of relationship.
0: Right. It's a Rikidoza and Baba Inoki tradition that carried over 60 years, huh? Mm-hmm. And it's the tradition of martial arts as well, from. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the disciples, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Same idea.
0: Yeah. Same idea. So he spent entire 1988 like that and. Baba saw something in him. Right. And there was a very interesting matchup in 1989, Uh, March of 1989 to be exact. Baba decided to tag with young Kenta Kobashi to challenge Asian tag team title. Baba never challenged that title, right? Mm -hmm. So it was Baba's idea to elevate him one one step. Baba and young Kobashi challenged Toshiaki Kawada and Samson Fuyuki's Asian tag team title. The ah, very footloose, foot, yeah, footloose, yeah, yeah. Well, because footloose was on fire, and he probably needed interesting challenger. And Baba almost like a playful, right? That mm. he, Baba himself, nineteen eighty nine version of giant Baba challenging Asian tag team title. Wow! But the Koba that the, the his, Baba's partner was then rookie Kobashi. So that will make pretty interesting match. But he was very special for Kobashi, you know, to have that. Yeah and following year you know that uh, he and misawa's version of tiger mask had their first asian tag team title so you could tell from asian tag team title to this to the singles competition to going to champions Car- champion carnival or the, to compete in a real world tag team tournament in december that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so he got so, the rub uh, though he got the he got the baba Kind I mean, of, yeah, I finally he got the Baba's blessing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is kind of where people might have taken more of an interest in him.
0: Yeah, and at the time he was still wearing that the, you know, the the tights and the shoes that he found at the dojo. You know, mm-hmm. he one night he was wearing red, and Baba told him, "Red looks good on you. Okay, red tights." You know, that he already found it at the dojo, and the blue tights that he had from Misawa, and there was another blue and red trunks with star on it, probably Jumbo Tsura left it there, right? Doesn't that look like it? It's probably the case. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or young Koshinaka's, you know, Koshinaka's trunks or something. Yeah. But anyhow, it wasn't even his. He didn't get this neon color, bright orange tights until 1990. And it was at the Tokyo Dome where he started, you know, that Tokyo Dome 1990, meaning at the Wrestling Summit. Wrestling Summit with uh, WWF and WWF New Japan. Navy, New Japan and Old Japan combined shows. You know, Hulk Hogan against Stan Hansen, the Baba Under the Giant against Demolition, the Tenru against uh, Much My Savage. Savage and all these things that the, actually he was, Yan Kobashi was there too. Isn't that interesting? And that's where the Orange Crush tights came yeah came, came yeah it. right so that became his image co- color rest of the time that he was with all oh japan all the way to like 2000. so yeah i guess he wore the neon color orange bright tights for 10 years then yeah and he liked it and uh, actually that the idea of neon color orange tights, uh came from baba and um uh real famous singer that uh what's his name that uh, from you might know his name um that uh Chiharu Matsuyama Matsuyama Chiharu is a is a singer you know that there was a friend friend with baba it's like nobody's wearing you know neon color or orange so how about that and uh, kobashi wasn't sure but uh, somebody said you would look really good with this orange tights and nobody else is... actually on the other side in muto new japan muto was already wearing wearing uh, neon color or orange at the time that's but, right uh, what what what's, what happens on the on the other side doesn't matter right Mm. So in within the old, old Japan ring, nobody was wearing this bright neon orange color ties. So that became his. And, and Kobashi's uh, were a little bit more, uh, they were clearly orange. Uh, clearly uh, orange, right.
1: Like, Muto's had a, a neon flashiness to it. It was a slight, slight, subtle difference.
0: Right, right. And it wasn't exactly like a white boots either. So uh, Kobashi had a white and orange boots, you know? Mm. Yeah and that was that's important right and uh he actually started becoming part of the you know 1990 was also the year Tenru and his 15 guys left went to sws super world sports right and also 1990 was the year misawa took off his tiger mask and became mitsuharu misawa therefore the new era began right Hmm. and uh the momentum was there for new era and then the kobashi was pretty ready you know to be not you know like a, to, to be elevated you know and uh yeah, yeah he was a natural i mean he sp- i mean he wasn't a perfect
1: uh perfect version of himself at that point but for the most part the kobashi we saw in the early 90s is uh it's an early version of what he'd become for the rest he'd of his career. all. Oh,
0: yes, yes. Yeah. He was oh, pretty... Yeah.
1: Like, like a lot of the other guys from this time period, when they started... Yeah, and then
0: Kawada, no more footless costume, but he became just black and yellow, right? That's right, too. And he yeah.
1: started... He was kind of wrestling almost like a junior heavyweight style a little bit more. Before uh, that, yeah. Before that. Uh, yeah. he. Got serious. Oh, as I guess bro.
0: we have to rewind the tape a little, you know, about a year or so. That uh, when he, uh, when Kobashi was still rookie, he was being, uh, what do you call it, like a punching bag or that, uh, like a, almost like a guinea pig for two wrestlers. That at the time, the rookie, um, Akira Tawe, actually started like two months after Kobashi came in. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Well, that well, Akira Taue, tall and big guy, you know, but like uh, he was a former, you know, Tamakiin, that sumo wrestler, and there was another sumo wrestler, Isao Takagi. He was Takuetsuyama. and It's like both big sumo wrestler turned professional wrestler. Baba thought those two are gonna be something, right? Mm. Akira Taue and Isao Takagi, and used Kobashi for the practice in the ring. You know, the, Baba's teaching, right? And both Takagi and Tauwe throwing drop kicks to Kobashi, doing body slam to Kobashi, doing a brain buster to Kobashi. And Baba said, well, get up, do it again. Get up and do it again. And it uh, wasn't really training Kobashi. Baba was training two big rookies, Akira Tauwe and Isao Takagi. Takagi later on joined Tenryu's group and pretty, pretty much disappeared after that. But uh, Akira Taw, you know Tau- and this Isao Takagi, two big rookies from Sumo, was like a Baba's project at the time. Mm-hmm. And Kobashi was there for like a, to take bumps, I guess, you know. And uh, yeah, a practice dummy. To, yeah, practice dummy. But uh, he, yeah, Kobashi, per, you know, in person, told me about this story because he wanted to tell somebody about it, you know. And uh, all right, it's like uh This is the way it is right now, but it's not going to be like this forever. And he just was telling himself that uh, this is something he has to go through. But uh, he just knew he'll be better than these two. Isn't that interesting? It gives you a glimpse of the system. The -hmm. system was tough to get
1: through, especially if you weren't... uh, Like, have, like, a real good
0: amateur wrestling background. Yeah, you needed some kind of inside. Sumo, sumo
1: background, or, yeah. You needed something. You needed the background. You needed to
0: have connections. Yeah, more than being a big body wrestling fan, right? Mm. Yeah. But this willingness, you know, and the will. And uh, yeah, Kobashi is, is very interesting that he was very humble, and very quiet, not being vocal about it, like today's kids might, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's how you survive old Japan system, sort of, because I believe New Japan Dojo, it's like more become like you always have, you always have more rookies, like a ten guys practicing thing together. But if you only have a two or three rookie together, it's like it's completely different environment. You just have to be like a shut, keep your mouth shut, and go through this, and I'll make it. Or a lot of a lot of guys from all Japan Dojo they disappeared at night. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah. More not similar that, to traditional martial arts what yeah a play? lot of rookies do disappear from old japan i mean new japan dojo too you know mm-hmm. but uh some don't make once, it through the initial training the, the yeah the first test. year right right so then you become young lion right but uh all japan don't usually don't have that many you know like they never have like a dozen rookie a year you know they got, two or three of them just make it and some 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 years they went through five years with no rookies, you know? Yeah, so uh, different kind of environment because you have more older wrestlers around. Yeah. Yeah, different environment and it kind of builds a different
1: sort of character.
0: I think so. I I think the, the
1: four in All Japan and the three in New Japan. At that time, had different flavor and personalities. Was, the nuances were very different, and I nuances is very different, right? Right. All Japan is much more. Uh, how do you, how do you explain that gambard? Closed
0: society or the oh, family?
1: No, I was gonna say there's that too. The not the. I, I was thinking more about the, the one way to think about Kent Kobashi is to think about the word. I don't know. It's it's a hard concept to explain, but just the word gambaru to do your yeah, best.
0: yeah right right s- stick with it
1: right and that that concept and how deep it runs it just in, 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 in a way it's
0: very japanese huh and i think yes
1: and it's a good thing and i think that's one of kenta kobashi's maybe one of his strongest points i think a lot of people see and like that in him that Gambaru spirit mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, the uh, I'm not doing a good job of articulating, I don't think,
0: but uh... <laughs> that's okay. But no, no. By going through, you know, what he has done and what he has, you know, gone through, that uh, I hope we are going to, you know, be able to really give this this feeling and 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 mm-hmm. Kobashi's story, and uh, he really did become part of the main event package by what '93, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: because... I think uh, what was it? It was either. Maybe his matches with uh, Steve Williams, I think, from around that time, or, or Stan 94. Hansen. Yeah he, did 94. Not ch-
0: yeah, he did not challenge his uh, Triple Crown title until, like, 94, you know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, w- with Steve Williams being Triple Crown champion and in, in Kobashi, his first title, you know, like a major title challenge at the main event of uh, the Budokan show. That's big, big show, right? Hmm. And uh, t- taking Steve Williams, dangerous backdrop driver and then getting up from it, you know, and Steve Williams himself told me that, that this guy has a lot of heart, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, because Steve Williams, as tough as he was, he was never that smooth, high spot, you know, that the wrestler, he just goes out and does his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes kind of happen to be a great match for Khabshi. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes happened to be good match. Sometimes just, whoa! It's like, a, well, what's that about? Kind of match. <laughs> yeah. Very that, realistic. Oh, very realistic. And again, wrestling has no language barrier. That uh, you just go out there and wrestle, you know. And uh, that was test for Kobashi you know and uh, actually he, there was a you know there was a time that Misawa decided to take Kobashi as his tag team partner in you know, a regular tag team partner you know you would think at the time Misawa and Kawada would be your ideal tag team huh you know around that time period
1: well but it, you said I I want to bring up that was also around the time that they had their first uh, Kawada and Misawa had their first singles match Right, and that's kind of when it, the rivalry. It, it, it really
0: up. elevated, Kaw- you know, Kawada from being a younger little brother of Misawa to an equal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: where did that leave
0: Kobashi? You know,
1: it left him, unfortunately, not any fault of his own. He's he's behind those two because.
0: Yeah, but uh, Misawa and Kobashi became tag team partners, and Kawada and, and Tawe became tag team partners. He mm-hmm. balanced. And evidently, '93, '94, 95, three years in a row, Misawa and Kawada won I mean, Misawa and Kobashi. I'm sorry. Misawa and Kobashi won the, the real Tag team tournament in December. Three years in a row. No, no other team did that.: And among wrestling fans, not just in Japan, but
1: all over the world, some of those matches are considered to be some of the best pro-wrestling matches period of all time those tag team yeah. matches
0: yeah and 94 95 with old japan style at the time it's like a, all you gotta do is let this person watch the video you know you don't need english commentary you just watch the footage hmm. you know yeah although so the commentary up there. dramatic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah nippon tv yeah and also what was interesting was channel 4 and TV nippon tv channel 4 is that they bring in their station announcer not a wrestling person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These announcers, station announcers do other sports like a marathon or, you know, figure skating or the baseball or other sports. So they come in and treat pro wrestling like your professional sport. And they really do a, like professional play by play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, uh, you know, they're acting. They, they get those, you know, network station sports announcers get excited by watching these guys. You
1: know. It probably added to the realism of the whole product.
0: Probably, probably, yeah.
1: You know, it's easier and... to to take it seriously when the person on the serious sports cast takes it seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also, it, it was late Saturday night, but uh, people really watch this, you know, that the uh, old Japan pro wrestling didn't have very good time slot around that time period. It's like a late Saturday night, you know, like you're talking like 1230 at night, you hmm. know, and, uh, but people still tune in and watched and got, uh, you know, like rating point six or something is 6% rate. I mean, during the middle of the night. So it's like a was high rate show for the midnight, you know, time slot. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was just almost like a fixture, you know, like all oh, watch wrestling before you go to bed kind of thing kind of tradition. Almost he became, and sure enough in 96, he won his very first trip triple crown heavyweight title from Akira Taue in 96. Mm. So it took him, you know, like uh it started 87, 88. Yeah, yeah, good seven, eight years. You know, we fast forward a little bit, but uh, yeah, Uh, he finally got his very first triple crown title from Akira Taue. But the the, it's important. He didn't beat you know Misawa for it. He didn't beat Kawada. You know, he beat Akira Taue for that title. You know, Mm -hmm. one by one, huh? So that means that that becomes
1: the talking point at the bar after the match that's well kobashi won but it's taue so yeah it's not it's exactly Misawa.
0: or wada mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah it's not stan hansen oh no no stan so you know how many times he got lari- you know larry by stan Hansen. oh yeah it, it's the it's famous I re- footage
1: there. i remember that he even Stan Hansen laid a lariat into him while he was standing on Kobashi was standing on the top rope. Just oh, that one. Oh. Yeah. At the end of the match, it was just he took a lot of shit. Kobashi did.
0: Yeah, and, Kobashi uh, was taking a lot a lot of yeah, because solid moves from everybody, you know.
1: But by 96, I think that's definitely when the fans were 100% behind him.
0: Ultimately. Right, right. Women, also, women were very. Yeah, because uh, he's a fond handsome of guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, younger than Misawa and Kawada, you know. Mm-hmm. Tawe never had the vibe. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. he, he, he was,
1: he looked older than he was. Right, right. He and reminded everyone that, of Baba.
0: Yeah. yeah, young Baba looking, huh? Yeah. Mm. Red trunks and all that. Yeah. And around that time period, you know, Jumbo Triller was pretty much gone from the main scene, you know? Mm-hmm. He had, you know, took years off, and uh, he when he came back, he only did tag team match. It was never in the main main event cluster again, so he was big four era. And following year, 97, Misawa, I mean, uh, Kobashi uh, formed his own faction called G-E-T-GET. Kobashi and Johnny and the Patriot, you know, they welcome. workers. That's right. Yeah, remember?
1: Johnny Ace and Kobashi had a a nice tag team run for a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Late 90s. Both both World Tag Team Champions and Asian Tag Team Champions winner. Yeah. we will see. Actually, uh, during his All Japan career, Kobashi won the World Tag Team title like six times. Twice with Misawa, twice with Johnny Ace, twice with Zakiyama. Yeah. And that, that get, you know, Johnny Ace and Patriot group that a little bit later on, it became burning, you know, mm-hmm. that, that Kobashi took uh, Jun Akiyama into his group and formed a new tag team called Burning and then won the 98 and 99 World Tag Team Tournament. So all in all, he he's winning like five, you know, five tournaments, you know, the tag team tournaments. So that's up there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah and while he was in Old japan pro wrestling he won a triple crown three times one time beating Tawe, another time beating kawada and in, in year 2000 right before the formation of pro wrestling Noah, he beat vader for that title That's but right. not once from misawa it doesn't happen until progressing no Noah they mm-hmm. it's not
1: interesting that was the story, and the, the story seemed to feel. We won't fast forward yet, but it, the story finishes in Noah, not in Old Japan. Between those right, two, right, right, right. But the, I remember the the Vader win
0: being very big. That was a big deal. Yeah. And and while Stan Hansen was slowing down and he was getting ready to actually retire, you know, was going to give that his position to Vader. Yeah. And um. Uh, Kobashi
1: had even changed his look a little bit. He had the goatee. Yeah,
0: a little bit, yeah.
1: A little bigger, but um, it was turning, you know, the time was moving on, and 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 Misao Kobashi
0: not uh, doing his moonsault, but to start using right arm clothesline. Right arm clothesline. He started debuting those uh, wild moves like Burning Hammer. Right, more of a striking, yeah. Mm yeah cuz i guess that the moonsault was for the younger part of his career huh but he would always bust it out on a special occasion right. or in a big big right. match mhm mhm so so he really evolved in front of the audience you know what i'm saying mhm yeah mhm and he was a like complete babyface and if you remember all japan wrestlers they don't grab a house microphone and say things mm-hmm. yeah no promo at all it's just they tell stories with matches you know no agitation. station no no big promo like you either baby face or heels it's just they just don't do it you know and uh, as hard as they you know wrestle uh, during the match uh, it doesn't make any sense if they get up and do the mic you know what i'm saying right yeah, because they, they can't stand up anymore, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was like Baba was in tears, you know, in his color commentary table. That's right. Like, yeah, he was crying. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Baba is like the type of person, he doesn't often pad guys back, right? And uh, even if you are doing well, that that he said he just nods. All right. That's that's the classic style. That's the classic. Like uh, Godfather style?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the style. It's, and then it's not common the, to
0: praise During lots. the broadcasting, you know, during the, he, the, the during the match, while Kobashi and and Misawa is having this great, tremendous match, that the that announcer looks at Baba as like Baba's in tears. Oh my gosh, Mister Baba's crying, sir. It's like,
1: <laughs> well, and Baba's yeah. the one who probably might have been the first doubter, Kento Kobashi, yeah. had, and he yeah. he really overcame all of that. And that's a real mm-hmm. story, you know,
0: that's a real story.
1: Those yeah. are the no real wrestling
0: story. Yeah, right. Yeah, So that's why it's like, uh, it's very, you know, it's easy to believe in Kobashi, really, you know, all you got to do is watch his match, you know, not a character, but he just, his matches and his energies, the way he does things, you know, uh, probably the facial expression too, but the, it just tells it all. Yeah. everything i think anybody on the planet would
1: see him and they don't need to know any information on him and they would immediately say he's got to be a pro wrestler <laughs> yeah he the must body be and, he looks yeah. like you know he's a, a classic timeless baby face
0: yeah yeah and and amazing he never done promo you know what i mean mm.
1: He might say something very polite at the end of the match, like, thank you, everyone. Thank you very much
0: for coming in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thank won you you title the title today. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's about it. Very humble. Yeah. Very humble. Very humble. Yeah. But that's, in the match... Uh, all, Jap- all Japan upbringing kind of thing. Yeah. Very, yeah. very humble.
1: Show your stuff in the match and be humble afterwards. N- not much need for chatting or long-winded. Mm, no
0: so it's Pro very team. different yeah it's a that's a very old japan style huh mm. and uh so year 2000 he won both uh triple crown and won the champion Carnival tournament mm-hmm. yeah he's probably around then, his peak in his whole career at this point i would say i mean around was, 2000 yeah. yeah then june of 2000 the misawa and his guys Meaning that everybody from him, from all, all Japan roster, but Kawada and Fuchi, and ring crew to uh, you know uh, ring announcer to referee to everybody, pretty much everybody. backstage right? office people, everyone. office people too, right? So to form a uh, get on uh, norzak and uh, form forming pro wrestling Noah, it was Misawa's idea, you know, and uh, Kawada, you fir- know, Kobashi was the first person, yeah. And uh, then the pro wrestling era starts. The first thing they did was that they changed color, you know. And Misawa mm-hmm. didn't change color, you know, it's uh, always, you know, this uh, emerald green and silver. That's his color. But uh, Kobashi's neon orange ties was no more, and then he had these black trunks with purple in it, remember? That's right. It was like uh, yeah. like the fires going
1: out, the f- the orange fire in the
0: side. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like and uh, coal,
0: like burnt. mm mm-hmm. And and Jun Akiyama's tights you know, from blue to like a silver white. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody pretty much changed costume, and p- people like you know the, the Yoshihiro Takeyama came with them too. You know into Wrestling right. Or. Yeah. Yeah, even it was big. Vader, Scorpio, yeah, they, Scorpio. Yeah, they then they went to you know Misawa went to you know uh, Missouri and met with Harley Race and got a guys from Harley Race's camp you know World Wrestling League and brought in quite a few wrestlers and the guys like Mike Modesty it was like from California their group mm-hmm. came in and uh, yeah the for Misawa. Bison yeah, Smith. Bison Smith. Yes, Bison. Bison Smith. Well, he, he died young too. But uh, Bison Smith was like a big rookie too at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it all felt like that crew, that initial Noah crew, felt like they could be another foreign crew for all Japan at that time. It was the same. It looked like the, these guys are all Japan. Yeah. Right. It, it was yeah. same fit, same style that you have sure. seen. So if you like to
0: run yeah, and start running Budokan shows, you know, just yeah. like what all Japan was doing, but the, it's, it's, written in the book, but the Mrs. Bob was, you know, the, the stubborn enough that the, no, I'm keeping the company. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Brought in all the independent wrestlers and, and they got a little bit of help that, uh, Muto wanted to work in you know, that the year 2000 would, you know, and, still under cagey muto still technically under contract to new japan but the new japan had idea at the time that they wanted to buy all japan right Mm -hmm. so they were running combined show like all japan and new japan uh, like a five year too late dream matches right (laughs) yeah there were a couple of those yeah (laughs) some were huge some some were
1: good yeah yeah kobashi uh... kensuke sasaki is maybe the most memorable of those
0: Kobashi and Kensuke. That a uh, little actually, later. it was it wouldn't happen until like 2005. 2005. Though, yeah, yeah. 2004 was Pro Wrestling Noah's very first Tokyo Dome card. It was uh, Akiyama against uh, Kobashi, and it was uh, the match of the year in the Tokyo Sports Award. Mm-hmm. And the match you just said, 2005 Tokyo Dome, uh, second. Progressing, you know, Tokyo Dome showed that uh, uh, Kensuke Sasaki against Kobashi was also a match of the year that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they created G- you know GHC title, you know, G- Global Honour Championship right. title. Yeah, and uh, of course, you know, sure enough, that the Misawa was a you know very first champion, but uh, it was when uh, two thousand three that Kobashi finally, finally beat Misawa in single match to get the title. That was one of the
1: more memorable calls on commentary. I remember the announcer. I think the announcer was, again, not Baba, but the announcer was in tears. Tears, yeah.
0: And also, yeah, uh, before 2003, Kobashi and Misawa had probably a dozen single matches, right, Mm -hmm. by then. But not one match, you know, Kobashi won. But it wasn't until 2003 at the Budokan, you know, that the very initial, you know, it was still second year, but the early stage of progressing in or that the champion uh, Misawa uh, finally meeting Kobashi for the title match at the Budokan. And Kobashi, for the first time, beat Misawa for the title. How many so years that, would that then, be? That would uh, be... Oh, ever since he was a rookie? Yeah. So yeah. more than 10 years more than 10 years yeah yeah well 88 to 2003 so it'll be like more like 15 years huh it's a long time for a story to uh, pay off so it's that hard to beat misawa in single match situation mm. yeah but this run you know 2003 to 2005 you know he um he kept it you know a ghc title for two years yeah but before that, we've got to rewind the tape a little bit because now that the, he's in, 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 he had a lot of injuries, you know, between 2001 and between 2002, um, Kobashi had to take a year off with you know, both knee operation, like mm. a reconstruction you know, uh, surgeries, yeah. The moonsault. That and like years and years of pounding, right? Mm. They yeah. worked a hard style that's right yeah and then came back 2002 and uh the the comeback match was interesting that the Kobashi and Misawa against Akiyama and Yuji Nagata of New Japan Mm -hmm. yeah that was interesting then worked for a while then he um then had another injury you know uh pretty soon that uh uh, it's like he he come back and get injured and come back and Mm -hmm. get injured right so he's that the his body was taking toll you know the style he's been doing all through 90s huh you know i mean and, and these guys would do it,
1: especially when we talk about hard-hitting wrestling when we think about
0: kubashi misawa those kawada, yeah just... kawada wasn't involved with his progress no but at the time yes yeah and Jun akiyama and uh akira taue of course and, and the level of wrestling, violence no, takayama was Takayama was involved too. It's not that there's any, you know, like a your American like wrestling storyline that the, nobody really hated each other. It just had athletic, hard-hitting match, convincing wrestling match. You know, and they were pushing
1: the athletic
0: boundaries too. I think some, so. Some yeah, of those I think guys, so. yeah,
1: they were suplexing each other off of the apron onto the floor. Onto the floor, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. very. Um, it was new. It, it yeah. went further than New Japan was going. New Japan—it's not like New Japan was any. It was just a different style of it, and it was especially these guys yeah, are so, so big. They're big guys. So we have
0: to think that like there must be like a, the, the the certain kind of trust. The only wrestlers you know share like a code,
1: huh? Mm-hmm. Deep, yeah, deep trust and faith in each other to
0: pull off those kind of matches make sure that this guy can take it you know what i'm saying Mm. yeah well they don't try to injure each other they just ended up injuring themselves yeah so it's really unfortunate that uh, this kind of injury really happened you know and uh on top of that 2006 if you remember that uh kobashi had kidney cancer that's right yeah yeah It was June of 2006 and they they really announced it publicly that uh, Mr. Kenta Kobashi has cancer. He's he's taking some time off. Then he had surgery and it took um, a year and six months. Yeah, he wouldn't come back until like 2000, you know, I mean, December of 2007. At the same time, while while he was rehabbing from uh, this kidney cancer, he had another uh, major operation on his both knees. Yeah. And he did come back 2007 at the Budokan show, you know, Misawa Akiyama against Kobashi and Takeyama, you know, he, you would think you lost a lot of weight, right? While he was rehabbing with cancer and had a major operation on both knees. And he, he was gone for like 18 months, Mm. but he came back just as big. So he must really worked out where he could work out right i i very much remember
1: the reaction in the crowd oh they're like, all in tears it was yeah. pretty maybe one of the high high point moments in Kobashi's career when i think about it. i mean those images you think about when you think Kobashi. those big big yeah well people moments. would
0: be forgiven if he retired then you know what i'm
1: saying of course because by yeah, that time the, the wrestling was in a different state than it was in
0: in the 90s from 90s right but the uh, kubashi said you know my come back and he really did come back that you mm-hmm. know 2007 in december but the, at the time he came back though but the, all he did was those signature chops mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying chops yeah. and he'd be in a tag team match and Right, not quite single match situation anymore. But it looked like Kobashi, but he was doing what he could do. And that signature Kobashi, you know, the backhand chops, yeah.
1: Right. It, didn't, it didn't feel like uh, sad, you know, or embarrassing. No, no, was... he was
0: just, a, it's okay, take a break, right? Mm. But he was trying to, you know, give 100% to the audience again and again he got injured you know the i think it was like the following summer and took this time he operated right elbow and that uh, yeah it's like an elbow injury this time and took another six months off you know it's okay do not come back right but he insisted well he'll come back so after six months in in the major elbow operation he comes back like 2010 you know, then, and then he gets injured again, have another six months off, you know, it's okay. Do not come back. Right. Then he comes back like in 2011 again, then he gets injured and get seven months off, you know, and, uh, he finally, uh, make his announcement, uh, year 2012, you know, and then, uh, yeah, we uh, he he didn't almost have to have this retirement match, don't you? What do you think of that?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, no, like uh, you he,
1: said, I think he, he if he wanted to have retired in 2007, I don't think the maybe it was a
0: like great
1: career he had. There's nothing you know? wrong with yeah, it, clocking out in 2007. The, the, he was still respect. It wasn't a point. He didn't have a point in his career where he really in dipped in his, uh, in his talent or his athleticism or health. Uh, it was yeah. always him. And, uh, so I, they, I think the crowd would have been more than forgiving
0: and right. But and also that we should point this out that, uh, summer of 2009, we lost Misawa in the ring. That's right. Yeah. So I guess that's how you know Kobashi felt that uh, I'm gonna make one more comeback, you know, because they lost Misawa in the ring, you know. And that was a, a giant shift in the, the makeup of Noah. And yeah, yeah. Oh, well, hasn't been the same since, right? Mm-mm. So, so uh, progressing Noah is still progressing Noah, but it's a different kind of progressing Noah. That it's just like. Today's New Japan Pro Wrestling isn't Antonio Inoki's, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Today's Old Japan Pro Wrestling isn't Giant Baba's Old Japan Pro Wrestling. Still exists, but uh, so Pro Wrestling, you know, goes on, and it, it, they have, you know, current version of Pro Wrestling, Noah, But uh, pretty much around this two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I think, like a, like a first, like a that initial era of this. Misawa Kobashi uh, version of uh, progressing no was over with.
1: That was that was the yeah. I guess you could use that as the end point. That era yeah. it was really. Um, Tao Wei, I, I don't know. I, I can't
0: remember how active he was in 2010, 2011. But right, um, and people I, like Marufuji and Kenta and Sugi all debuted, you know already. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Morishima and Morishima, uh, yeah, uh, Morishima or uh, Makoto Hashi and those people, are like in in the main event cluster, you know, the group. So uh, it was time to move on, huh? It felt like that was the end of that era, from like you know 92 to about 2010. Mm-hmm. 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 So then all these rookies like uh, Goshi Ozaki or uh, you know Rikio, these people were they debuted with Pro Wrestling Noah, not you know not from all Japan. That's right. So yeah. they have a. I think only. I think maybe only Marafuji, Kenta, Musugira. Sugira Sugiura um, didn't even debut with wrestling, uh, But Ken, uh, the, the, the Kenta was a rookie with All Japan, mm-hmm. like a youngest rookie, like a ring boy rookie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kanemaru and um, oh, yeah, Kanemaru. From... Right, they were rookie. Right, Kanemaru was uh, the the very end of All Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, Marufuji. Marufuji was like Misawa's favorite from the day one, and and uh, Misawa gave all, the, all all tights and you know shoes to Marufuji. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that tradition was there, huh? Yeah, the bloodline is it's still still there. Yeah, yeah. So finally, at uh, the uh, spring of nineteen, I mean, uh, twenty thirteen, at the age of forty six. Uh, Kobashi retired finally. Twenty thirteen is like almost like almost ten years ago. You know, it didn't seem like year. You know, ten years ago, but uh, yeah, he really retired for you know for good this time.
1: And we talked about it a little bit earlier, but he he didn't necessarily disappear from the business like somebody like Kawada did. He,
0: right, Kawada disappeared on purpose yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah whereas Kobashi stayed uh, a regular part of the scene uh, as yeah yeah commentator promoter uh, guest for yeah,
0: he is a fortune KK company you no know, you know company he uh, he runs yeah and he every now and then he like twice a year he runs his own show mm-hmm. yeah and Kobashi was probably one of the very few people who can go to all Japan and do the karaoke commentary and go to Pro Wrestling Noah and be a guest commentator. And he makes appearance at the some, you know, different companies, different Korean shows and always welcome because he look, he walk, he walks in like superstar still. Yeah. He carried himself as a superstar. He's retired, but he still look like Kenta Kobashi, you know, I mean, didn't lose it, it's just he wears suit, you know, he wears suits, but he's just as big and probably bigger than today's wrestlers, some of the you know, today's wrestlers. Hmm. And, and he looks like star still. Yeah, he looks like himself still. Yeah, he does. Just like the one we talked, you know, that the Masachono's episode from last week. Hmm. Yeah. Kobashi's another person, he he still has this, you know, star presence.
1: And uh as he's gotten older, and since he's retired, he's been able to make appearances all over the world, like in the United States for signings, and
0: yeah in yeah he He's
1: more accessible, and it was a different time in the
0: '90s. so: And also he's one of the very few, if not only one, uh, Japanese stars that he didn't tour overseas, you know, in like an excursion, like send you out to overseas and spend a year or two and come back as a superstar. You know, like the formula, right? There was talk so of, of
1: of him yeah, doing man. that. Something like I know WWF w- did want to do something with him in the nineties.
0: Yeah, and then during the early in you know, the years of progressing north, like in two thousand five, he did go to RO, ROH show and had a sing, you know, famous single match against Samoa Joe. Hmm. It yeah. felt,
1: you know, it felt like it was
0: a little late. Late, huh? Yeah. Late. That's just that's how it is. That's. Yeah, the during '90s, you know, the the old Japan wrestler wasn't sent. Because Misawa didn't have a big long tour in America either. He mm-hmm. went to Mexico for like eight months period, and he and he had to come back to be to be Tiger Mask, right? Mm-hmm. Kawada did spend a couple of years overseas though, you know, like but in San Antonio, Texas, or up in Montreal, and you. But Kawada wasn't exactly main event at the time. See, yeah, I always wonder if Kobash toured states in his prime time. Yeah.
1: I wonder how he would have uh, I don't you know, it was a different time period, but do you think he would have been received the same way?
0: But it was decade before the internet were mm. you know st- streaming. It was during the VHS tape era. And also where would he would have you know would have Toward because 90s was in like when he was becoming superstars in japan it was monday night war era mm-hmm. wwf against wcw and then then the third company ecw but every everything else was pretty much gone no territories no smaller companies you know this it's different time mm. yeah so, so yeah, he
1: never had that there are a handful of superstars that had a massive reputation in Japan that don't have the same reputation overseas, like Kobashi, uh, fortunately he he did have a chance to come over and he's still active within the scene. So he's still in everybody's minds, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. guys like Akira Maeda or Riki Choshu or um, you know, some, even like Akira Tawe to an extent, I don't know if he's talked about he's, he's just accepted or perceived a different way here than he is in japan and i think mm-hmm. it's
0: just
1: it's, it's exposure it was harder
0: to right. Expo, that's different that's the, exposure yeah because uh if you don't follow japanese wrestling they probably don't know the name yeah some american fans only watch major promotions you know and that the, the vhs tape traders yes but it's not really mass you know and uh, Yeah, but you have to watch Misawa against Kobashi or Kobashi against Kawada, Kawada against Taue, you know, all these, you know, big four plus Jun Akiyama. Those were the great, great matches, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, they had to be in their environment too. So, I guess now you have to watch all tapes, yeah, footage from all Japan and the early pro wrestling, you know, to really know about Kenta Kobashi.
1: But I think of any of the wrestlers we talk about, I think Kenta Kobashi is one of the most timeless types of wrestlers you can watch. You can really watch him and you don't have to be from any generation to appreciate him. and also i
0: don't think his matches get old not at all you can watch his 1993 match today and just you are know anything
1: anything from the early 90s until you know around the two thousand five six
0: yeah 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 um and it's good that, that those tape you know exist you know and uh yeah 90s All Japan into 2000s Pro Wrestling Noah until he got sidelined. He had this two distinctive era, uh, like a peak era, the All Japan, uh, the mid to early, I mean, mid to late 90s into Pro Wrestling Noah's early 2000s. Hmm. Yeah. Neon, the orange color tights era to black and purple uh, tights era. Triple Crown era to GHC title era. Mm. So those were his peak
1: years. Yeah, and those are the years. Yeah, go out of your way to watch those. You know, if you. I think
0: so. I, I think, think so.
1: Um, and yeah, like, like I'm just gonna reiterate, he's he's timeless. You can watch. Yeah, uh, he's a type of wrestler. I don't know how to put it other than he always had the answer at the right time he could do the right thing he needed to do at the right time and he knew how to to take it you know what i mean he had such a unique energy like uh uh aura almost it's really easy to get behind a guy like kenta kobashi he's a Mm -hmm. natural baby natural definition definition of a natural baby natural baby face any any scene you can go anywhere
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it's so fundamentally good and sound. I, I kind of don't think he really, you know, felt, you know, was thinking he was babyface. He just was being himself, though. Which actually makes him
1: more of a, a babyface. Baby yes, right. He's it's organic. It's organic. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. Oh, very organic. Right. Natural. And so he, yeah. Yeah. He never really uh, wavered in his, you know, his personality. He's not like, like last week we talked about Masahiro Chono, and he had a transformation, and he, his career. And character...
0: also, he's like a yeah, cool character. Hmm. Yeah, a, a very different approach too. Different approach. Uh, Kobashi came from countryside. He came to Tokyo and he became a wrestler. And uh, against all odds, he, he became such a big superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Didn't wrestling. Do
1: he wasn't focused on doing anything special he was focused on doing everything perfectly and and
0: uh as strong as he could yeah and then he wasn't exactly a wrestler who could only work against Japanese he had combined you know tag team combination with people like Johnny Ace Patriot he had single series of single match against Stan Hansen he had single matches with Vader and with tag team tournament he had all all the you know like a so-called gaijin crew on him right so yeah so he could work with everybody like gary albright you know all these
1: yeah Yeah. it's 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 interesting to think about what else he could have done uh if he were to you know be able to go overseas
0: and see the world yeah yeah yeah
1: it just um, didn't
0: didn't happen that way but uh now that uh we're closing the year 2022 now i guess we have to go back and watch kobashi's matches in his prime time hmm. let's do that yeah i'll do that yeah a handful of matches i have to watch it. it's like this version of misawa single match this version of misawa kun under the, the kobashi against kawada match or this version of kobashi against stance match and yeah And Stan elevated him, too, you know, from like uh, treating him like a young guy, treating him like a, you know, becoming star guy, treating him like equal. And uh, I guess he gave Stan longevity, too, huh?
1: Yeah. And I mean, he started using the Laria after that match, and that's always a nod to Stan. So it's in him as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Giant Baba was almost against, you know, Kobashi's idea to bring right arm clothesline, you know, as a finish because it's somebody else's and then and, uh, do something else. Like uh, jumping neck breaker drop, like, you know, what Giant Baba would do in the big matches, mm-hmm. which Kobashi was using in, in his rookie years. Yeah. But, you know,
1: I think over time it became one of the Defining parts of his matches, yeah, and his big wins were with that. A lot
0: of his big wins were with that. And finally, Kobashi beat Stan Hansen one, two, three in the middle of the ring with his right arm clothesline. That was big. Yeah, that was like a end of an era
1: too. Also, and I don't think Kawada even had a win over Hansen, did he? Stan,
0: I don't. I kind of don't. I don't recall that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So. That's another reason why Stan Hansen
0: was pretty important in Kubashi's career. Yeah, and and I think Stan Hansen chose him, to, you know, to be that person. Mm. I mean, nobody beat Stan Hansen one to three in the middle of the ring, right? Very, very, uh, uh, very rare. rarely. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was Stan's choice or choosing to do so. Yeah. Mm. So. Wow kenta kobashi yeah i
1: guess yeah. the homework is so, yeah, just watch videos we
0: could talk about yeah we could talk about kobashi all night long but yeah
1: but yeah he's still you know he's still active his story isn't really over because he's he's out and about and he's always he's still doing the fortune kk shows and i he I, and he's I on think uh, all japan commentary the only sometimes person
0: available or, or only only person uh that they capable of bringing, bringing All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Nor onto same table to, to do the all-star match or something. He is that kind of ambassador type character, like, like
1: yeah. Keiji Muto or, or some Masachono, somebody mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I think he still have major role in mm-hmm. wrestling. He still has a lot of influence on the scene. Yeah, I think so, yeah. All right. So if we have questions about Kenta Kobashi, where can we reach you,
0: Fumi? Uh, on Twitter, at Fumihikodayo, F U M I H I K O D A Y O, how you yeah. All right, and on
1: Twitter, I'm at Justin M. Nipper, K N I P P E R. That's it for this week. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving and. Happy Thanksgiving, yes. yes. Take it away. So long
0: from Tokyo.